0: We hear in the Gospel of Luke, they were saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Come join us today on The Way with DJ. Well, hello, everyone. Today, I thought I'd take a little bit of a, a little bit of a detour um, from the busyness of Christmas and the busyness of, of Advent and maybe talk a little bit about my own spiritual practices. Um, I, he- I hear all the time from people, you know, how do you pray? You know, how do I go about learning how to pray? How do I go about having a greater relationship and a deeper relationship with the Lord, and how do I go about doing that? I mean, what do I need to do? What's the blueprint? You know, what's the to-do list, so to speak? And I always tell people that, you know, your own spiritual practices or your own relationship with the Lord, just like everything else, is different for each individual person. So my spiritual practices that I'm going to be talking about today might not necessarily be the practices that Um, that everyone uses or that anyone uses for that matter. Um, So it's important to realize that, you know, you need to develop your own style, so to speak. And that's an important part of your spiritual practice because you have to kind of do things that are going to be comfortable with you and they're going to enhance your relationship with the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a number of things in your toolbox, Um, And I always say that because all of us, when we talk about prayer, whether it's myself or or really anyone, I think, goes through through periods of dry spells, so to speak. So what we do is we go and we we have our own practices, but we go through and and eventually those practices maybe get a little bit tired. Maybe we're not as focused. Maybe, you know, we, we just don't get anything from it from them. And so that's the time I always tell people, um, especially in spiritual direction, you know, those are the, that's the time that you kind of need to change things up a little bit. So just because I'm going to be presenting to you five different things that I use for my spiritual practice today um, doesn't mean that you can't take one of these and put them kind of in your toolbox. And I can tell you that these uh, five things that I'm going to be talking about today are not the only things in my toolbox. These are just the ones that I use most often. So I kind of wanted to kind of preface that um, before we got into the different practices. So the first practice that I think is is ultimately important for anyone who practices the Catholic faith is Mass. Um, And daily Mass is ideal. Um, weekly Mass is obligatory. It's something that we should be doing because we are Catholic. Um, But Mass is the most important thing we do as Catholics. I say this all the time to the young people that I talk to, that Mass is important. And, And if we don't place Mass as the most important thing that we do as Catholics, then you know, we're really not—we're um, really not living up to our faith, and and our relationship with the Lord really does suffer. So, Mass has to be something that is a priority for all of us. Now, I can go into a number of different things and a number of different—you know—talks about how you know, you need to be participatory at Mass and you need to, you know, be active and you need to be in the right mindset and all those different types of things. And those are things, those are items and those are discussions, I think, for subsequent podcasts. So I'm not going to get into those today. But I think it's just important that we remember the words that we need to be fully active and participatory. So we need to come to Mass prepared We need to participate and to be fully active in the participation of the Mass the best way that we can. And I can tell you for a fact, um, even somebody that is up on the altar and assisting the priest and performs a particular ministry within the church i can tell you that there are times that i look forward to mass and there are times that i'm kind of like okay well i'm here it's something that i'm doing but i'm not really as in, in, into it as i normally would be and that's okay so i think the most important thing that we can do as catholics is to just show up just to be there and you never know what happens. I can't tell you the number of times that I've gone into the mass, into a mass, whether I'm assisting or participating as, you know, as a member of the congregation. And, and I go into it and what winds up happening is, you know, I go into it with that attitude that, well, maybe, you know, I'm just doing this today. I'm not really into it. I'm not really, you know, not really invested or so to speak. And I can tell you that there are many, many times that I come away from that experience with something whether it's something that is in the readings, whether it's something that was said during the homily, whether it was Jesus and, and, and God just giving me a particular grace at a particular time. Um, you know, seeing you know, seeing a, a fellow parishioner or seeing someone that I hadn't seen in a while or noticing an act of kindness during Mass or whatever it may be, um, I can go back and I can say, yeah, that God really wanted me to be there at that particular time because he wanted me to be at that Mass to receive that particular grace. So that's the first, first and most important spiritual practice that I have. The second um, uh, second practice that I have, and and this is something that I do as a deacon, as somebody that is ordained, um, that I am obliged to pray morning and evening prayer every day, and I try to do that, and and I'm pretty faithful with it. I mean, even though there are some days that I'll jump into my day, and you know I, I'll neglect it, and and you know I always kind of make up my mind that well, you know. I didn't do it today, but let's get right back on the saddle tomorrow and take care of it for tomorrow. Um, But I do pray the divine office, and I pray the divine office not just morning and evening prayer, but I also pray the office for the readings, and I also pray, um, many times I pray night prayer as well. So I've added those particular hours into the day. And I can tell you that when I do start the day with the office and I do start the day with the divine office, I can feel a sense of peace come over me and I can kind of say, okay, now I'm ready for the day. So I might be waking up that particular morning and thinking about all the things that I had to have to do in this particular day and maybe the stresses of the day, maybe the busyness of the day, and I can say, okay, you know, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to pray my office first before I do anything. So I make it a priority. And again, you know, like I was talking about with the Mass, there are certain graces that will come about Um it could be a particular line in a particular psalm. It could be a particular line in the office for the readings. It could be, maybe even the canticle, you know, the canticle that that I pray every single day. Maybe one line that particular day might stand out for me. So again, it's looking for those particular graces. And you know, if, if the Divine Office is something that you know that you are are leaning towards. I'm sure there are many different ways of praying the office right now or learning how to pray the office. But I think what I might do is do a podcast on on the divine office and how important it is um, for me and for those that are ordained. But it's not necessarily for people who are just ordained. It is also for the lay people as well. And so I always tell people when we pray the office, you know, we could be praying the office at many, many different hours and moments of the day. And so it's important to remember that that is the prayer of the church, that that prayer is going on constantly everywhere, somewhere around the world at that particular time. And so that is really the beauty of it is that somebody is praying it somewhere around the world at that time. So the divine office would then would be the second um, the second spiritual practice. The third spiritual practice that I, I t- partake in is what is called Lexio Divina, and basically Lexio Divina stands for divine reading. Now, divine read. Now, there are many, many different ways to do Lexio. I've heard many, many different ways of of doing Lexio. It's, it's come from the Jesuit or the Ignatian um, spirituality. It comes from different ways. There are different things that we can do um, in order to practice Lexio, but Basically, it is divine reading. So it is taking most of the time, maybe 90% of the time, it's taking a scripture passage and it is reflecting on that scripture passage. And it's not just reading it and then reflecting, but it's reading it multiple times. So it's going through and, and reading it for the first time and picking out a word that stood out for you. And then meditating on that and then going and reading it again and then maybe picking out a phrase or picking out a sentence or picking out a group of words um, that kind of, again, hits you at that particular time. And then it's reading it a third time, you know, and going through and, and thinking, okay, well, how does this apply to my life? You know, what, what are things that I could do to, to make this part of who I am? And then, the, you know, reading it again or maybe even reflecting on it again to kind of go and to kind of say, okay, let's go and let's do this and see how I can go about changing the world by this particular reading. So it's taking a specific reading. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to read an entire gospel or maybe even an entire parable. A lot of times I tell people what you should do is just take your Bible And open up the Bible to anything, you know, just take your Bible, put it on the desk and just flip to a page. And whatever is on that page, pick a particular set of readings or particular verses or maybe even just one or two verses and meditate and do Lexio with those particular verses. And then the other way that you could certainly do this is by picking a reading from one of the church fathers or maybe picking a reading from one of the popes or picking... You know, reading from different, different things, um, you know, different spiritual writing that you can do Lexio with as well. So it's divine reading, and, it's, and it's, it's being very intentional. So you're not reading it and thinking, okay, well, I picked out a word. Now let's go on to the second one, second reading. But it is meditating on that word. You know, why did I pick that word? Why did I pick that particular phrase? What is really kind of standing out for me at this particular time? And so, you know, it takes some time. Sometimes, you know, it might take a half hour, 45 minutes to an hour um, to actually do this. And then hopefully by the end of it and when you get into the practice of it is that you know you are not only trying to interpret those readings because you're, that's really not the purpose of it. You're not doing an exegesis on the, on the readings. But what you're doing is you're trying to say, okay, how is God using this particular reading at this particular moment in my life to talk to me and to kind of say, okay, this is what I want you to do. Uh, because even if you... Take your Bible and you flip it open to a page and you look at that particular reading. God wants you to be on that particular page at that particular time because He wants you to find something that He can use to speak to you again, to give you grace. That is what happens when we pray. When we pray, God's graces pour forth upon us. The next spiritual practice that I'd like to talk about is what's called an examine. An examine, again, is more of an Ignatian Ignatian type of spirituality. Um, But the examine is done, for me, um, it's typically done at the end of the day, although there are some people that do their examine in the middle of the day as well. But basically what it is, is you pause in the busyness of your day. And usually for us, pausing in the busyness of our day means that we pause at the end of our day. But basically, what we do is we pause at the beginning or at this, I'm sorry, at the end of our day and we kind of look over our day. We examine our day. And when we examine our day, we don't go back and say, okay, well, at 8 o'clock in the morning I had this appointment, and at 9 o'clock I was with the school children, and at 11 o'clock, you know, I was thinking about lunch. I mean, it wasn't, it's not that, that type of a review. It's not reviewing our schedule because we have our schedules already printed out for us in our calendars. But what it is, is it's taking those events, taking those encounters that we have with people over the course of our day, and it's examining them. And it's examining them in a way that we, talk, we think about and we meditate on, how did I talk to that person? What did that person say to me? What did that person or how did that interaction, how did that encounter with that particular person make me feel at this particular time? Um, what was I feeling when someone said that to me? What was I feeling when I encountered this particular person? Because what it does it is it kind of says to us, okay, in my interactions with others how can i improve myself so if i had an interaction with somebody let's say a co-worker or somebody that you know that was was you know a co-worker of mine and that co you know that interaction didn't go as well as i would have liked would have gone how can i look at that interaction and look at what i said and how i acted and maybe make myself better for the next time or can I take that interaction and even if if it didn't go well, can I look at it and say I did everything that I could to make that interaction well or that interaction good. So what you do is you examine the interactions that we have and you do it in an honest way. So we don't rationalize. We don't say, well, if I was, you know, if you think back on it and you think about those interactions and you think to yourself, well, you know, I could have, you know, I could have done better there, but, you know, the other person was doing something too. I mean, that's not the way that we should go about doing this, is that the focus should be on us. The focus should be on how can I improve myself? And that is, sometimes that is something that is something that you need to do in a brutally honest way. And so we examine our day. And then hopefully, when we kind of bring these things to the forefront, when we bring these things to the surface, we're able to look at these things and kind of maybe notice a pattern and kind of say to ourselves, okay, well, you know, maybe I am you know, maybe I am a little bit quick with my response to people. Maybe I am a little bit, you know, I'm feeling a little bit angry, you know, angry at this particular person, and how can I improve that? And hopefully then by the end, when we truly examine these things, these interactions with others, we're able to say, you know, that yes, I really want to improve the way that I interact with this person or people in general. So, but it does take that that brutally honest honest, um, encounter that we have. And then, um, the fifth or the last, so the last spiritual practice that I'd like to make mention of today is the rosary. The rosary is something I carry a rosary with me all the time. I, I leave it inside my pocket. And so, if there are moments during the course of the day that I can begin to pray that rosary, I would, even though... Uh, there might be times that I might not necessarily finish it, um, but it is again taking that moment um, in in my day, whether it's a downtime or whatever, and taking it and taking it to prayer. The Rosary is such a beautiful prayer because it does go through the life of Jesus um, all the way from the joyful mysteries through the sorrowful, luminous, and then the glorious mysteries. So it does, you know, it does take some time. It usually takes about fifteen minutes or so. But it is a way to 15 or 20 minutes, it is a way to kind of focus ourselves at times. Sometimes what we need to do is we need to stop and we need to focus and we need to refocus and reorient ourselves. And so it is a way to kind of help with that. Um, Again, you know, I can do another whole podcast on praying the rosary. So that's something that you could probably look forward to in some coming episode. The other wonderful thing about the rosary is that I, I don't know about you, but there are times that, you know, I might wake up in the middle of the night and find it a hard time going back to sleep. Because I do know that sometimes when you wake up, you know, your mind starts up and you start thinking and sometimes you're overthinking. Sometimes you're getting a little bit anxious about the coming day or what's coming up or or so on, or maybe even what happened on that particular day. And so it's important I have a rosary um, not only that I carry in my pocket but a rosary that I keep on my bedside. And when again when I'm I'm feeling stressed, when I feel like you know I need to kind of reorient myself, the rosary is a way of kind of relaxing myself, kind of going into a more relaxed atmosphere, kind of praying and kind of refocusing. And that's a good thing because a lot of times what happens is I'll fall asleep in the middle of the rosary because it is so relaxing for me. So rosary is another of the spiritual practices. And then I'd like to conclude this podcast today um, with kind of a general comment. Um, I was out walking a couple days ago, and it's winter here um, when I'm recording this right now. And we had just gone through a big cold snap um, right before, um, right last week, and and it was pretty cold, and I didn't get a chance to get out to walk. Um, And so I think this is kind of a carryover, but I I usually walk in the forest reserve. I usually like to walk in nature. And as I was walking along, there was nobody. Um, The only person that I met that morning were three people that were walking together, coming the opposite way. Um, But as I was walking that morning... There was nobody else out on the trail um, and i got back um, to the car and i was doing my stretching to make sure everything was okay and as i was stretching i kind of noticed a complete silence in the air um, and it was so so beautiful it was so beautiful just to you know just to hear that silence um, not to hear the cars going by not to hear the buzz of a computer or the buzz of anything going on, just the complete silence. And I think the silence is good. I think that the need for quiet in our lives is something that is very important. And so when we talk about spiritual practices, all of these spiritual practices, whether it be Mass or it be Lectio or it be the Examine, the Office, the Rosary, whatever we choose, we need to spend a few moments before we even enter into this spiritual practice in silence. And silence and quiet is something that is really not part of our lives anymore. It's not something that we can stop and center ourselves with, and that's a difficult thing. So I do think that it is important that we stop and that we are quiet and that we are silent even for three or four minutes before we enter into prayer so that we can go and we can say, yes, you know, this is where God is speaking to me. But it's important to remember that, you know, that I am giving him my attention and that I'm putting away from the things that I'm doing at that particular moment And prayer and again, being focused, being focused and being focused and participatory in what I'm doing. So in silence, is best is the best way to do that so again i hope that you've enjoyed this podcast on spiritual practices and again you know these spiritual practices with the possible exception of mass um, you know mass is the most important thing but all these other spiritual practices these are take it or leave it type of thing so if you would like those you know we'll definitely do some extra podcasts on them and then we'll also do some podcasts on, you know, spiritual practices, maybe that I haven't mentioned here, um, things like meditation and and, and and different types of things. So I hope you've enjoyed them. I hope you can integrate them into your prayer life if you see light, if you see fit. And again, thanks again for listening. And so join us away, join us again, I should say, join us again soon for another episode of On the Way with DJ.